Thank you for streaming the audio messages of the Fountain Church. I want to just say to you, just off the, off the get-go, I'm standing in a great church. Not only is your pastor who I don't even know, I'm already proud of him. We've only talked on the phone. This is the first time we've ever met. I, he might have checked me out on YouTube. I don't know how he got that information. The guys were talking. Yeah, I, I don't know, you know. But I, I, I'm already proud of him. And I got to say, the dude is one stoked up fella. I mean, he is. He's jacked. I just, I was impressed when I saw him. I thought, hey. I don't usually find that. I usually find something a little larger on most of my friends. And he, he does, he's never going to have that. Again, an honor and a privilege. I know we're in our first service, so I want to spend some time in the Word. And this is our beginning together, and I, I trust it's going to be continued. I do want to spend some moments at the end encouraging you prophetically. It's a beautiful thing about our God. He is so intimate and, and so loving. And he cares more about us personally than we could ever realize. And I get the incredible privilege, privilege of being involved in people's lives uh, out of his heart that is many times... Words cannot describe, even though we try to do it. You have your Bibles. If you have your phones, I'm good with that. Romans chapter 4. Again, a, a so privileged. Uh, greeting, the, the, everything out there, amazing. Uh, the sound guys, thank you so much. How about our worship team? Yeah. Even the pastor was cranking the keys a little for us. I was trying to see the drummer because I like drummers. Yeah, oh, I don't even have to use my glasses. This proves I'm a grandfather. Yeah. So I, I, I could, uh, I'll, I'll still read these. Uh, King James, I appreciate that. Uh, I hope you don't mind the old language. I'm sure he doesn't use it, but I just enjoy the language. Therefore, it is a faith that is, might be by grace to the end of the promise I be sure to all the seed. Not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Verse 17, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before whom he believed, even God, who quickened the dead and called those things that be not as though they were. Verse 18, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead uh, when he was about 100 years old, neither the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And what an amazing verse here. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Just a couple opening statements before we begin. We need to begin with Abraham because there's something the Lord began with him that we have to see. He was the first of a kind in the earth that would represent the invisible God. As we are in our day, in our generation. And so things the Lord began with Abraham needed to continue in every generation. Though many generations have failed to realize that and never embraced it. That's why Paul brings us back there many times. But especially this time. So what I want to see this morning is these things. The first, we're going to see the character of God. It's illustrated in these verses. You know what I like about the character or someone's character? Is you can depend upon it no matter what's going on. No matter how I feel, how it appears, no matter what it looks like, no matter what the news is reporting, which I don't really do much with the news, I kind of got my ear to the eternal place. The temporal place is temporal. And so it, it, it does, it's unchanging. The second thing is his way. Man, we've got to know the way of God. 
It's more encouraging than most people know. We still have a feeling that he's up there just waiting to crush Jay LaRue because he knows he's a, he's a bum and he just kind of got him in barely. And, you know, he's going to fail a lot even though he does fail. But the Lord does not look at us like that. And then I want to finally look at some things with Abraham's life. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. Wow. I wasn't expecting to be in such an amazing place. I wasn't. I didn't know what to expect, but I had great anticipation. I'm already overwhelmed with anticipation with this young man in this church and his future. So this morning, do something in all of our lives, beginning with me. Let the revelation of Jesus Christ and the revelation of the kingdom of God be ours. May we be altered this morning, again, starting with me. Let us see and behold you in ways we never did. Father, I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. First thing is character. There are two things that I want us to see. Boy, you're, guys, you're helping me way too much. This is going to be more fun than I was expecting. First thing is his character. Number one, two things with his character. One is, it's here. You can get rid of those verses, guys. I appreciate it. Put whatever you want. My picture, his picture. His picture is better than my picture. Yeah, thanks. That looks good. His character, first thing is, he is the God who raises the dead. We have to realize this out of Abraham's life because Abraham's going to be the key to this whole thing. Sometimes it feels like the promise of God is dead. Sometimes it feels like the hope to become what we feel he wants to do with us is dead. Sometimes relationships, sometimes dreams are dying. Sometimes the things we thought are, are already dissipating. I want you to know no matter where you are this morning, no matter how you feel, no matter what it appears, no matter what it seems like, this is one thing we can count on. He is the God who raises the dead. It isn't just physical death. It isn't just spiritual death. It's those things in our lives that because time or people or incidences or some things have happened or people have failed us, it just seems as though there's a dead place in my life. He is the God who raised the dead. It's his character. I can count on it. Second thing is, is most charismatic people know the verse, but they have no idea where it is or what it means. I apologize for that. He is the God who called those things that be not as though they were. I love this. Here's the best way for me to illustrate it. Just join me for a moment. Abraham has been in the, the, this, the, the promised land, this Chaldean area for 25 years. He came when he was 75. He's 99. He's got a posse there. There are the Ammonites there, Amri, uh, Eskrol, and Ma Mamri. They're his posse. They're his friends. He's known them for 25 years. Well, they just built the Starbucks down at the Bathsheba, so they were meeting there for coffee. Abram was a little late. And so when he got there, he said, oh, guys, sorry, man, I apologize. I was a little late, yeah. And they said, well, you know, we ordered you a latte. No, you got to do a skinny latte for me because I'm kind of watching the, you know. And, it, and they said to him, okay, Abram. And Abram stopped and he says, oh, guys, I got to tell you something. Now, you see, a man's name in this culture meant something, a destiny, a revelation of God, a character of God. Even, the, even these men who are Ammonites were the same way. They said, I'm sorry, what? Well, my name's not Abram anymore. It's Abraham. And they looked at each other, and they were his friends. You know, they kind of snickered. They said, well, Abraham, listen, Abram, Abraham, we understood you as Abram, father of height, even though you're not a big guy. But now you're telling us you're the father of many nations? And Abraham said, yeah. And they said, listen, dude, how old are you? I said, I'm 99. Listen, we've seen Sarah. 90, not bad. I mean, looking... 73, 
but not 90, but the one thing we haven't seen is your children. We haven't seen your seed, you know, because if you're going to have many nations, you've got to have at least one seed. And Abraham says, well, the truth is I don't have a seed. And they laughed at each other. And they finally stood up and said, whoa, 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 wait a minute, Abraham, come on. Listen, you don't, you don't get it, do you? Um, I don't mean to be as insulting. We're your friends, right? Yeah, yeah, we just don't want you to miss it. Yeah, I know. But you're 99. You're dead. Sarah looks good. I don't care what kind of pill they make. Excuse that. She's dead. It's not going to happen. Don't you get it? Wait a minute, listen. Don't you get it? You're talking about an impossible situation. You're talking about something that can't happen. And Abraham says, I don't know what to tell you. The big guy said it's true. What do you mean the big guy? You know, the God of the heavens, the God of all the earth. We've never met him. I know. I just barely know him. But I got to tell you, he said it. That's the beautiful thing. He loves our God to declare things, yo, that cannot be as if they already are. That's why I love prophecy. Nothing I love uh, standing over someone's life or over a teenager's life or young people's life, anybody's life, and declaring things, and their friends are down the road going, that guy's missing it. Yeah, you better believe it, huh? Yeah, I, he loves to declare things that cannot be as if they already are. You can count on it. It's his character. All right, here's his way. Two things. One, he will test us. Now, listen, I've been, I, 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 I'm in a lot of education. I love education. I think it's, it's an important thing. Of course, that's not what I live by. This boy fell in love with Jesus Christ 40 years ago, and he's more in love with him now. Yeah, I just was looking for him, and they just added letters to my name. But I've been searching, looking for him, and I've wanted him all my life. They just added some letters. That's fine with me. I still continue to study. I love that book. It's a beautiful book. It's like a well. It's like a fountain of the great deep. Sorry, couldn't help that. And I never was a good test taker. Maybe you haven't, and we're afraid of tests. That's how we live. And, uh, I'm an easy tester because I don't like tests because it doesn't, pr it doesn't really prove necessarily what you do. But here's what I want you to know. Abraham fails eight out of ten tests. Now, you don't have to be a great educator to realize that's a 20. I've had a few of those in my life. That's an F. That's a stayed back. But our God doesn't grade us on the test. He grades us on our response to the test. And so every time Abraham failed, he went back to his campfire or the place of sacrifice. I wish I could tell you I've never had failures in my life. I will always have them because sometimes the test just proves me. And I don't really feel being proved is a good thing. Or I'm afraid of it. And I back away and I fail it. And I just return back to him with hands surrendered. And he says, Jay, A+. Plus. Now I want to look at Abraham. Are you with me okay? Four things about Abraham first. Verse 18, he hoped against hope that he would become the father of many nations according to the words spoken. I want to be a man who hopes when there is no place to hope. I want us to be a people, especially us as a people, to hope when everything stands against it, everything's impossible. We know the man was 99, <clears throat> he was dead, there was no way this could happen, it was over. But yet he hoped. When there was no reason to hope, I want to be that kind of man. I want us to be that kind of people. I want it for my family, my kids, my grandkids. Secondly, verse 19, beautiful word, King James again. He considered not his own body now dead, 
nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. The word considers a beautiful word. The Hebrew writer will use it many times, three in particular. It means fixing your eyes on something. The idea is this. You take them off one thing and move them and fix them on another. He always says that he rather consider him who endures us contradiction of sinners. So when I'm going through some things, I need to get my eyes on Jesus. That's the whole idea of the Hebrew letter. The whole idea is about he being better than everything and the revelation of everything. But here in this verse is this. He never got his eyes on the, on the deadness of his own body. No, the deadness of Sarah's womb. Now let me just say a couple of things about this that I think is really critical. See, because what happens to me sometimes is I do get my eyes on my weaknesses. I have them. They're still here. I'm, I'm a man that's fully human. And so there's times of anger, pride. I come from a family of real adulterers. I come from a family of men with real pride. I come from the East Coast who we think we got it all together. <laughs> oh, it's true. And my family knows everything. Everything. They've never studied one thing, but they know everything. <laughs> you got them. Mine are professionals. They got PhDs in knowing nothing and everything. I mean, it's my family, though. So we got all these things going on with all of us. They're just, they're just constantly happening. But he, even when I look in the mirror and I'm, I'm facing what God is desiring for me or us, I'm looking in the mirror and I'm looking at Jay LaRue and I'm wondering, how is it possible that I could ever be all that you want me to be? How is it possible? And I get my eyes on that. And or, or for me, I've had my eyes on Sarah's womb or the womb of the church. Wondering, how is the church ever going to be and produce what she needs to produce? How is it possible? I want to be a man that never gets my eyes on my own weaknesses. Or on the weakness of the church, I want to keep my eyes on him. How do we do it? He did it. Three, verse 19. He staggered not at the promise of God with unbelief, but was strong in faith. Whoa, what a word. See, that's why you've got to look, uh, view the Old Testament through the lens of the New. Because if we walk through Abraham's life, there's all kinds of failures here, all kinds of things. But the New Testament reveals the revelation within it. So here he is. He, he staggers not. I love the word staggered. My family, because my Italian side especially, calls it agita. You know what that is? You know? You know, that's like pepperoni pizza at 11.30 at night. And all night long it's just the new word, of course, is acid reflux. You know, it's like, oh, oh, oh. Or, you know, or it's better like this. When the phone rings or you, you hear a text at 11.30 at night, it's not good news. Like when my kids call me, they don't want to say, how you doing, Dad? No, 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 no. It's an issue. And I see that thing. It's going, oh, oh what's the, you know how it is. Oh, what's the problem? Or somebody calls you from the office or a boss calls on the weekend. That's not good. I don't want to answer that. Now I'm worried about it. I didn't answer. What does he want? How's he going to? He never, the real word means this, inward fight. See, as a male especially, I keep so many things in here. And, you know, my wife's saying to me, what, what, what are you thinking? Nothing. I lie. <laughs> but I don't want to get it out here. It needs to stay in here. Some things need to stay in here. It doesn't all have to be out here. But it, he's, that inward fighting that we have, that we're struggling with about everything that we're doing, what he's saying is, is that he never had the inward fight. He had the victory on the inside at all times. What a word. He was always strong in faith. I want to be such a man. I want us to be such a people. This is the best one, though, verse 21. That was verse 20. 
I love this. Again, King James. Who staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. Excuse me. Yeah. This is the 21. Quoted the wrong verse. I was looking at the water thing. And I'd rather, I'd prefer hot water, but we're good. This guy multitasked. I know. I'm sorry about that. I have to. Because I'm mean. <laughs> Thanks, Pastor. Appreciate that. No. Being fully persuaded, verse 21, that what he had promised, if you don't want me adding some King James there, yo, yo, he will perform it. See, it was never going to be about me or you with his promises. It was going to be all about him. I want to be a man fully persuaded that what he promised, yo, he will do it. I want us to be a people that, that are fully persuaded. How? It's in the verses. How can we be? How can I be a man that hopes? There's no hope. Yeah. How can we be a people that, that, never, that never consider our own weaknesses or the church or our United States or governments, but I keep my eyes on him and on kingdom? I mean, I mean how, how do I do that? How do I do that? I want to know. Yeah, me too. How do I stagger not at the promise of God through unbelief, but I'm strong in faith? How do I just walk, if you don't mind me? This is the way I walk. This is the way I just, I just, I got, you know, this bounce this. I'm a, I'm, I'm a guy in love, man. I just, I just, I'm loving. Yeah. How do I, how do I live fully persuaded that what he has promised? Here it is. I want to quote it to you. It's in verse 19. Listen. Verse 20. It's in verse 24. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. Here it is. Giving glory to God. Okay, ready? Four dimensions of giving glory. If I told you I was going to do 14 points this morning, it would have been too much to handle. But you're doing good. We're almost through. You okay? First one. Thanksgiving. I got to tell you, when Jay LaRue got born again at 22 years old, 40 years ago, I was so thankful. I had no idea really, but in my heart I was thankful that out of the world and out of who I was, he was willing to come for me. And in one word, yes, I said to him. If you've never done it, I just said, Yes, I believed in him, and he translated me from the power of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son immediately. The devil couldn't say, well, wait a minute, he's got a debt to pay. Oh, no, 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 it was paid. Incredible. I haven't lost it. This morning I want us to get that thankful heart back. Boy, so many times we're unthankful, this, that. No, 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 I'm just thankful. So this morning I'm I'm thankful for him. I'm thankful I'm here. I'm just thankful. So when you're losing hope, be thankful. When you feel like you're just getting your eyes on you, the condition, family, be thankful. Second one. These are all easy ones. You know them. It's praise. Now listen, I'm sure he's taught on it because he's a musical man. I love that. I'm sure Tabernacle of David is going to be a part of this church. It's a whole existence. But the word does mean praise. It's from the Judah tribe. But let me go back to its origin. That's what you want to do. It was Leah, Jacob's first wife. Jacob loved Rachel because she was like, whoa. Leah was, yeah, just okay. Because I don't, I don't really like Jacob. But that's how he saw things. Yeah, that's why he needed an encounter. He got it. 
Yeah. Everybody who thinks like that has to have an encounter. Me too. So Leah had to fight for Jacob's love. Just listen to me for a moment. She had to fight for his love, and so it'll be her fourth son. And when she births this boy, because she could not believe, she named him Judah, and she said, I praise you because you've given me a son. Well, I've got to tell you. I appreciate the music. I need it. I love all the music we have. But I don't praise him because of the music. I don't praise him because things are good. I praise him because he's given me his son. I got to. I don't care where it is. Mall. The gym is easy. This looks good. Yeah, I'm stretching. Right. It doesn't look so good in the mall. But there's just sometimes you just got to think that he gave me his son. You just got to go, yo. Third, how do we keep the hope, the faith? When I'm struggling, I go, what's the practice? Well, this is an everyday practice. Simple. Three is worship. No, let me do, that's four. Let me do this one next. It's not a Bible word. It's the Bible says it. It's really the book of the Song of Solomon in one word. Adoration. Here's this. This you don't know me well enough, but this boy adores him. When you adore something, it is special. It is. My grandmother used to have this this cabin of all these funny-looking glasses in it. They were. She told me when I first came there, crystal. She said, "Jay, you see those cups over there? They're plastic, paper. She goes, those you can do whatever you want. Those don't touch." I said, why? Because those are precious to me. I adore them. They're from my grandmother, my great-grandmother. And I looked in there and it was locked. I didn't understand precious and adoring. I want you to know now, I do. I adore him. If I never did this again and I never once again spoke and I never, and I never did anything, it wouldn't matter when I first first place was at the door. Then it was always, I've been working with youth my whole life, even to this day. I was with 75 young teenagers from San Antonio, Texas last weekend, jacking up some stories about David killing that big, fat, big mouth, stupid, big guy, Goliath chump. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you and I hear that voice in the valley, too. I got a stone for your knot. Yeah, make him alive. Adore him. Even if I did nothing, it was never about any ministry or position, even though we're set in them, and I'm thankful for that. It's been about him from the beginning. Last one's worship, of course. It means Hebrew or Greek to lay prostrate. I mean, I'm thinking, how is it possible? You know, when I first got born again, the next week I laid prostrate because I heard in our little prayer group, they just said, listen, worship God, lay on your face. So I was at work and I laid on my face. Well, I got fired. (laughs) But they told me at the prayer group that we're to worship him all day. I'm thinking, well, I can't keep a job and do that. See, I didn't realize, though, that Jesus will say the same thing. I've glorified you. But I don't see him say it but once. I realized then his life was the worship. Everything he did, pick up a paper, 
say hi to somebody, serve the community, serve the people we work with. Everything is unto him. And then we too lay on our faces. Why don't you stand with me for just a moment. So thankful. I'm just going to ask you this morning, I've got a little more time, okay. And I want to just encourage you in a personal way. So just uh, maybe a decision this morning. I'm in. I'm in. I've decided that my life is going to be about giving you glory. That's why he's forming a Christ in us, you know, because he's the hope of the glory. 